Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the K-Pop Stancast. Uh, this is going to be a Mamamoo episode, um, super fun one. We talked to the founder and sort of main admin from the Mamamoo Daily Twitter account, and we talked to her all about Mamamoo stuff. We get into their music style, sort of how that's evolved. We talk about their performances on Immortal Song. Uh, we talk about some of the controversy stuff around the blackface performance and things like that, and, and you know what it's like to deal with that as a Western fan. Um, so a really exciting episode, gets into tons of cool Mamamoo stuff. So I'm excited for you guys to hear it. Before we get into that, today's episode is brought to you by the FOMO Daily Shop. And it's a very special week on the FOMO Daily Shop this week. It is Army Appreciation Week, which means all of the BTS merch on shop.fomodaily.com is buy one, get one free. So go on there, pick two of your favorite BTS shirts, and then just enter code MICDROP when you check out, and uh, you'll get one of those shirts for free. So yeah, shop.fomodaily.com, BTS shirts, buy one, get one free, and the code is MICDROP. That's M-I-C-D-R-O-P. And now here's Mama Moo Daily. Is this uh, Mama Moo Daily? Yep. Awesome. So for those people listening, Mama Moo Daily would prefer to remain anonymous. So we're we're just going to refer to this as the founder of Mama Moo Daily, who I am really excited to talk to today. Thank you for being on our podcast. Oh, <laughs> thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. Um, so let's start with the question that I always like to ask our guests in general before we even get into the artists that we're going to be talking about today. How did you get into K-pop in general? What was sort of your first foray into the world of K-pop? Well, um, I kind of started through K-drama first. I was watching a bunch of K-dramas and there was one particular drama called Dream High. Okay. And it had a lot of <laughs> idols. It had like uh, Miss A, Susie, had IU, it had JYP. Nice. Like, so, you know, I kind of adored the whole concept. And I was like, let me get into this idol thing a little bit more. So I started watching music shows. Nice. What, was, uh, what were some of your favorite music shows to watch? Like the streaming service that I was watching had um, Inky Gaio and music bank so i watched those cool and then mamamoo specifically how did you like did you know about them pre-debut because i knew they were doing some cool collabs before they even debuted like when did you first learn about them and and how did you find them yeah i i found them pretty early into their pre-debut like around february so that was when their second um pre-debut collab came out called peppermint chocolate yeah, I watched, then, I watched that video today. <laughs> so I watched that. I watched the first one, Don't Be Happy. Mm-hmm. And I, I believe like right after that, uh, their company released um, Solar doing a cover of Love Is You by Jasmine Sullivan. I think it was Jasmine Sullivan who did, originally did that song. And I was like, okay, this is interesting. You know, she's really good. She could sing. She could play piano. And then... Mamamoo's company released a behind the scenes of the recording of Peppermint Chocolate. Uh-huh. And they introduced themselves in like four part harmony and I was like, oh my God, <laughs> this is like my group. That's awesome. I wonder how many <laughs> times they practiced that. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know who came up with the idea, but it's just like, you know, like I grew up 
like being in chorus and musical theater and stuff. So it's like, that's kind of like the corny kind of like, oh, let's show off. We can sing in four part harmony. Right. Hello. So I'm like, oh, this is definitely my kind of a group. That's so awesome. I started like really getting into them and waiting for them to debut then. Cool, cool. Um, all right, let's, I mean, since we're talking about them introducing themselves, let's go, let's go through it. Solar, I'm pretty comfortable saying that name. The other three names of the members, I'd rather you just tell me how to pronounce them rather than me, <laughs> me screwing it up on the podcast. So yeah, let's go, like, can we talk about, yeah, their names, their roles in the group, if you have a bias among them, like, let's, let's dig into the ladies a little bit. I'll go uh, oldest to youngest. So <laughs> nice. we'll have Solar who's the leader of the group, and she also does vocals. Uh, despite being the leader, the other members kind of like to like pick on her a little bit. Oh yeah? And <laughs> it's like teasing has, like, the babysitter or something? Yeah. <laughs> and she's just, you know, like her reactions to it are pretty funny, so I'm sure they get, you know, they like egging her on. For um, sure. Uh, next is Moonbill. Okay. I I'm I'm not sure I'm pronouncing it right either. So wait, how are you? Just yeah. so I'm clear, you're is it like there's a Y in there that's throwing him off, but Moonbull is that close? Like Moonbill. Okay, okay. So that's how I I pronounce it. I'm just gonna call her Moon for short. I hope that doesn't offend anyone. That's just so I don't butcher it. But okay, yeah. cool. She's the rapper, and she also does like performance, which is like dancing and like making choreography. Nice. And like she's known as like the greasy, cheesy one. You know, she always has like these like not like pickup lines, but it's like, you know, you're so pretty, you're so beautiful. <laughs> and like she's also kind of conservative, which is kind of like a funny contrast. Like when they dress up, you know, she's always like wearing pants and she's not showing a whole lot of skin. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. She's like that um, person that's got the really good one liner. And then if you actually want to talk to them, they're like, oh, no, I don't know. I don't know what to do. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. She says she's shy, but I feel like she knows everybody. Right. Right. In, in K pop. So the next member is mm -hmm. Lian. Okay. She's a vocal and she also does performance. People see her as kind of like the life of the party. The party doesn't start till Wien walks in? Yeah. Okay, um, got it. And like, she's kind of like artistic. And um, Wien and Wasa, mm -hmm. who is the youngest member of the group, Wasa would always say that she kind of resembles a Shiba Inu dog. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that kind of caught on with the fandom, like, you know, people, there's a whole bunch of memes of her making faces, and then, like, you know, there's, like, the the cutaway to the dog, and... That's funny. I guess, is that a compliment? I think... It's... <laughs> I mean, it's, they're, it's they're nice dogs, <laughs> If you look at the pictures, you can see, I you can see why. That's really like, funny. <laughs> the memes are pretty funny. All right, I have um, my meme homework for the week now. <laughs> Um, and then finally, Hasa, I, I think I did say she was the youngest. Yeah. She also raps. Um, she also does vocals. And she's like the sexy member. Okay. You know, like, 
they call her like the fatal member you know she has like a gaze i kind of got that, that like, vibe from the music video she like looks direct into camera and you're like oh ali <laughs> i just got like anxious <laughs> yeah she's my bias <laughs> To be honest, so I'm new to Mamamoo, but after watching some videos today, yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. She was she was the standout to me as well. Yeah, I just kind of like watched her stage presence, and she just has like this presence that's really attractive, and I just like her energy. So that's why. But I, all the members are great. Yes, you know? yeah. I feel like that's the disclaimer <laughs> we have to always put on these conversations. It's not saying the other members aren't awesome. It's just a personal preference and it's fine. Um, okay, cool. But yeah, so let's, but yeah, let's talk about their live performances a little bit. They're known for being, having incredible vocals, even live. Like most K-pop groups are very talented singers, obviously. That's why they're sort of famous. But these ladies in particular are known for even their live shows. It's just like, wow, like, very solid great voices right yeah i think they practice i think that was just like an emphasis that they um focused on because a lot of groups you know you have to dance you have to look good you have to do all these things maybe they're like let's sing yeah <laughs> let's sing and kind of uh focus on that yeah that's awesome have you ever gotten to see them live before um i went to kcon in 2016 nice. when they were there was so it? I did get to see them live. Sweet. Was it, really it magical? <laughs> was it amazing? Yeah, it was a really good experience. But I, I really want to see them, like, in their own concert when they perform with live band and different arrangements and they get to do more of their uh, discography. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. And they performing with a live band, even that in K-pop is not super common, right? Like, they're they're sort of unique in their approach to the music from what i've seen even even in the concert it's like very few of uh, groups will perform with a live band and i think like when they had their concert they had the band they had a brass section they had you know backup singers so i think it's just they just focus on practicing and getting used to singing with like a whole bunch of other things moving in the background. Right, right. So. It's just it sounds like it's a different approach to yeah, the whole concept of yeah, the performance and all that sort of stuff. What I heard is they did they win on two different Immortal Songs 2. Let's say let's take it back. <laughs> Immortal Songs 2. It I was I was trying to study up on on the group today um and it sounds like maybe they won two different seasons or they just did really well on a couple different episodes. I know there was a Delilah performance and a song called Love that I think won maybe the show or the episode. I don't know how it works, but I'm hoping you can sort of school me on Immortal Songs 2. Yeah. Um so Immortal Songs is basically a show where they pay tribute to like an artist or a composer and a bunch of other celebrities come and do covers of the songs they make their own arrangements and it has this reputation of inviting like really really strong vocalists you know they do invite idol groups yeah but they, it's usually just like oh yeah you know we just want to have some youth in here <laughs> and they don't really expect them to do that well <laughs> because like some of these vocalists are like amazing so like Mamamoo was invited for the first time in like 2015 mm -hmm. and they won two rounds so 
uh, the celebrities, they kind of compete against each other. So you have one person sing and then the next person sings and the audience votes whether they like that performance or not and they compare the numbers and the person with the highest number moves on and they get challenged by the next person. So it goes on like that until everyone's gone and whoever is still standing wins. Oh wow. Is that and that's like one episode of the show or is that the whole season sort of goes through that like yeah, how does that work? <laughs> yeah, it's it's one episode. Sometimes if they have a bunch of people in that episode, they would split it into two. But it's usually contained into one episode. So uh, Mamamoo, their first performance, they won two rounds. And then they they almost won that whole episode. But at the last performer beat them. Oh, man. <laughs> Still, not but, bad. Not bad. Yeah. And I guess they made an impression because they got invited again. And they kept getting invited again. And finally, they actually did win an entire episode outright but there were like a few times where they would almost win i think like there was one episode where they lost by one point oh my god (laughs) that's got to be so tedious as a fan yeah it's like oh you're so you know you're hoping that they win and then it's one point away you're like no (laughs) (laughs) that's really funny but even more than winning you know it's just their performances it's once again it's another live band yeah Um, sometimes orchestra you know the production values are more compared to um, music shows they get to actually sing longer Mm -hmm. back then they were still rookies you know they would get like the short shift right and they would get their stages would be cut you know in favor of more popular groups so like immortal science is just this opportunity for them to really get a chance to show like what they can do. So. That's, that's super cool. But yeah, let's talk a little bit more about their their music. So I watched some music videos today. Um, I watched a bunch of them. I watched uh, Peppermint Chocolate. I watched Mr. Ambiguous. I watched Piano Man. I watched uh, Ah Ooh, I believe. Um, I watched Oh Um Ah Yeah. And I watched One Centimeter Taller Than You, which was the one I was most excited to watch just from the title. But um, yeah, it seems like a couple of those songs would, to me, seem more like more traditional K-pop sounds. But a lot of their stuff is almost like retro, like funk influences or jazz, like soul, a bunch of different influences that I haven't heard in most of the K-pop I've listened to. Like, is that one of the things that drew you to them as a group? Well, the earliest songs they did were kind of more like R&B yeah. kind of poppy. And then they kind of went this retro way, which was also still good because it was still in that kind of wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. And I do appreciate them doing that because I think it fits their voices They and it fits their style. I feel like they lean into it with the music videos too where they're not like trying to make all of them super flashy. Like I know the... Um, Mr. Ambiguous, it almost felt like a Motown type vibe with like the old school microphones and like the way they were doing the black and white and the color stuff. Um, And same with Piano Man where it's almost like a film noir, like mystery, like movie story that you're watching, which I thought was super cool. Yeah, and um, like I think they had basically 
the debut, there's Piano Man and Aoop. They were all like kind of retro, and then mm-hmm. I think they're like let's let's see if we can kind of find the balance between something that will let you showcase your vocals but still appeal to like a pop audience and it's it's still kind of like it's a little bit of a throwback it, it kind of reminds you of like 90s like kind of r&b pop yeah yeah but it's not like the 20s like piano man or yeah you know the 60s so yeah they kept surprising me too because i tried to watch them in order so i'd watched mr ambiguous and piano man and then i saw um the uh um, oh, uh yeah and like yeah the song was more traditional but then they i love they were like playing with gender and like some of them were dressed up as guys and like playing with all that sort of stuff which i also thought was kind of rare that i haven't seen in a ton of music videos i think they're not afraid to kind of not look pretty yeah which is <laughs> but i think it's, that's awesome it's, yeah it's kind of like it's kind of a response to like i guess they feel, I don't agree, but they feel like they're not like visuals or they don't fit all the standards. So I guess they're like, oh, you know, we don't fit those standards. So we could just be, in, we can go right. and drag. We're not, we're we not even going to try. Other <laughs> yeah, we're not going to try. <laughs> yeah, they're, that's crazy. They're, I think they're all beautiful, but yeah, I get it. I guess if they're not being marketed as that, maybe they didn't want to go after it, but understandable, I guess. Um, Cool. So, uh, can we talk about one centimeter taller than you for a second? <laughs> yeah, sure. So that was my favorite song. Even from the title, I thought I was going to like it. And then I listened to it and the beat to me was insane because it reminded me, it sounded like it was almost like a Dr. Dre beat for like an Eminem song or something. Like it's super, like it reminded me of West coast hip hop. And then they kind of just go hard. It almost seems like the lyrics I was trying to follow along. They're almost like, dissing each other or fighting with each other is that right <laughs> am i yeah am i processing like, that correctly <laughs> they're just like joking about like yeah you know, they're all short yeah and so like when i saw them in person at kcon i was i'm five six and they're still like they're like short you're like towering over them <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah it's 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 funny because they're like, oh, you know, I'm the tallest and oh, we're all 160, but... Yeah, like, and then someone else is like, yeah, but you always wear heels. And like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, that one I loved. I was really I was really surprised by it because I've never heard anything quite like that from a K-pop group before and like, I, I dug it. Yeah, and, and I think they kind of, like, they saw the response to that and they kind of did something similar with Gag, which was uh, the B-side of their latest comeback. Okay. And that's like, I, the translation is like dad jokes, I think, in <laughs> English. Okay. So they're just singing a song about like these really bad puns. That's awesome. We've gushed about the ladies a little bit and I think they're awesome. I loved everything I saw today because I wasn't super familiar with them. But is it cool if we talk about a couple of the controversial news stories that have come out recently or, or maybe not even that recently, but in the past six months or so? Yeah, sure. Okay, cool. I know this can be a sensitive subject, so I want to like try to be open-minded and, and all that sort of stuff. But from what I've heard, there were sort of two incidences that people weren't super pleased with. Um, the, the biggest one, I think, was they were doing a performance, and I guess there was part of the performance where there was a video, I believe, of them doing a cover of a Bruno Mars song. And I guess there was 
some blackface in that video and fans you know especially western fans got understandably sort of upset about that and i think the ladies apologized and just basically said sorry we didn't we didn't know we didn't realize um what was that like as a mama moo fan who probably can appreciate both sides there like what how did you process that were you offended where did you want to defend your group like where where did that lie for mama moo daily the concert happened when i was sleeping so i woke up to find it going on (laughs) and i was like it was kind of it was disappointing and especially as a black fan it it's kind of like hurts to see a k-pop company where they kind of you know get influenced by like you know western acts or or black music acts you know like you said like one centimeter you know had like references from dr dre and stuff and like it's fine they can take all that stuff but they don't get grounded in some of the history and they don't get educated on what may hurt people's feelings. And so, you know, as a fan, especially a K-pop fan where the, like, I think the appeal of K-pop is like, you kind of feel this connection mm-hmm. with the, the artists who are singing the songs that you like. Right. So like, you know, when something like this happens, it's like, you could kind of feel like hurt yeah and and betrayed and i think not only that like sometimes you know you'll have fans who who may not know the seriousness of the issue but you know the the gut reaction is to defend your your favorite um group or your favorite artist right but i think that fans should realize that you know everyone wants to have fun so nobody's looking to be offended to have fun they would rather this not happen yeah yeah like i guess a bright side to this was seeing how fans kind of came together and kind of educated each other Mm -hmm. on the issue and then they quickly reached out to mom's company and explained like why there was this outcry and they were able to address it so yeah nice so everyone came out a little more educated a little more informed yeah and um you know as someone running an account like i was definitely aware of the of maybe like the chance of fans feeling like you know they can't say hey you know they made a mistake or this was not okay without feeling like a bad fan yeah like i don't really agree with that i think you should be able to like you know stand up for yourself or you know speak out about something that's wrong yeah you can you can be you can dislike racism and appropriation and be a fan of a group's music at the same time even though it gets a little sticky sometimes yeah so it's just i think well i can i guess i can only speak for myself like i i saw it as ignorance is disappointing like you would expect like a company that's kind of like marketing and looking towards like more international art audiences to kind of you know read up or at least like show it to somebody yeah he may know it better yeah i think that's that's where i think that's where my issue sort of comes in or my questions come in with like 
being ignorant to another culture is understandable. I think all of us are ignorant to certain other cultures. Not all of us are well-versed in every culture around the world. That, that makes a ton of sense and isn't, you know, shouldn't just be expected. However, like, where's the line when you are making music that at least in part is appealing to audiences in those cultures and you're taking other things from those cultures, like literally the, the music styles and things like that. Um, you know, is, is there some sort of obligation, not necessarily even on the group, but yeah, on the labels and the companies to educate themselves a little bit more on, you know, some of their influences or their inspirations from that, you know, that culture. I think that's, that's where my issue or, or at least my question lies with this stuff. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think the companies definitely have to to do better. Yeah. But I hope that, you know, they they got a chance to learn, like, trial by fire. Now you know, hopefully. Okay, another thing I wanted to ask you about is... Uh, the other thing I read about, and I wasn't able to see the original video because they took it down, but I'm going to screw up the name of the song, but is it... Decalcomani? Uh, Decalcomani. There we go. (laughs) Um, So I was reading about this one, and I'm a little curious because uh, it sounds like there was a scene in it that people felt like was either promoting domestic violence or at least kind of highlighting it. Um, And I couldn't tell for sure, but it sounded like that might have been a specific choice of something that they did want to... They weren't saying this is a good thing, but they were saying this exists. But it sounds like it got complicated, people got offended, and they ended up changing the video. I don't know how much you know about that one, but I was curious if you had any opinions on it. Yeah, I I saw that. I think, like, especially since I've watched a lot of K-drama, mm-hmm. you know, there's, like, this kind of stereotype of the, like, uh, the man kind of, like, like, grabbing the woman by the arm and dragging her around but it's like seen as like romantic um. then <laughs> so there's so that's that was the scene it was like a before the kiss you know yeah like uh solar the the love interest in the music video kind of grabbed her arm um. and you know like she kind of she like the look on her face was like what the heck yeah and then like but Eventually, the kiss was like was the like, approval afterwards rather than like slapping him and leaving or something. So like once it, like fans were like, okay, we don't like this. Yeah. So <laughs> they quickly took it down. They're like, as all right, well. we'll just change it. No problem. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. Um, well, another thing I wanted to ask you about too is about your fandom account and Mamamoo Daily and sort of how that all got started. Like, did you start that account right when you first learned about the group or how did that, how did it come about? It was a little later. It was like, I started it in October, 2014. Okay. So like, I was already like in the fandom and like doing stuff like fan art and like following and, and retweeting stuff. But I noticed that like, there wasn't a whole lot of Twitter accounts for Mama Moon. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I wanted to, like, interact with other people and, like, sh- like show off what fans were doing. Yeah. And so I was like, let me start this account because I'm already, like, searching Neighbor for, like, what s- schedules they're doing and, and, like, retweeting teaser videos and stuff, so... Right, might as well collect it somewhere and share it with people. Yeah. Nice. And then, is it just you that runs that account, or do you have now, like, you know, other admins and stuff like that? 
when I first started it, I was working like like freelance from home. Mm-hmm. So like I had a like I had like some flexibility <laughs> to like be on <laughs> right. the computer like looking while working. But then I had like a job in an office, and so and your boss wasn't a huge have... fan of <laughs> you just posting Mama Moo stuff all day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, like, when they started getting more popular and started doing more schedules, it became really overwhelming. And I was like, I need help if I'm going right. to continue to do this. And so, I, like, I had two other um, admins. Mm-hmm. So, like, usually when I'm sleeping, they're retweeting. Nice. And I kind of feel bad because that's, like, when I'm sleeping is when everything happens. Right. Because uh, it's, yeah, it's, like, 12 hours different or something, right? So. Yeah. and And now that... Like Melon, they changed the rules and and songs are being released later in the day in Korean time, which is in the morning. Mm-hmm. Trust a lot of stuff. I end up waking up in the middle of or like trying to catch up. So <laughs> nice. So yeah, you're the you're like the boss, but then you make the the other admins do all the work because they're in a more flexible time zone. <laughs> I see how it is. <laughs> we do some projects and like we work with some other fan bases and with things like that i do take like more of a lead role in that right right yeah what are do you have any projects that are going on right now there's a project that i'm working on um it's kind of inspired by the korean fan bases like at fan meetings you'll have the fan bases like oh i i made like photo cards of like Mamamoo or like little I don't know necklaces or something like that Mm -hmm. and like they would just give them away for free at concerts and fan meetings and so you know I was thinking about that and I'm like oh you know I as someone who doesn't live in Korea you know I would love to get all that stuff (laughs) but (laughs) you know you can't you unless they come nearby you you don't get the opportunity so I kind of wanted to do something for fans who may not get the opportunity to see Mamu live or other fans mm-hmm. in person, like to get like a little bit of that experience. Yeah. So uh, it's like kind of like a holiday thing. We're gonna make like postcards and like send them out to other fans and things like that. So if people want to get involved, like if they want to either send a postcard or receive a postcard, is there is there something they should do? Obviously, they should definitely be following you on Twitter and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, any other ways, any other things we should ask listeners to be doing right now or that they might want to do? They should just follow, follow the account and, then, right. and then wait for more details because it's still coming together. I'm still deciding like what I'm going to include. You heard it here. Follow Mamamoo Daily on Twitter. Are you guys on Instagram or anything, or is Twitter the main place to follow? Yeah, Twitter is the main place. All right, awesome. I'm trying to think. I don't think I have any other questions for you. I've, I've learned so much about Mamamoo today. Um, anything else you think fans should know? Are there any comebacks that you think are coming up? Are they on tour right now? What are, what are the ladies up to? So right after they ended um, the promotions for Yes, I Am, I think they just decided that they're just gonna go into performance mode so they had a concert right after that and then they then um just recently they had two fan meetings um in hong kong and taiwan and they're gonna have another one in tokyo so it looks like they're just starting to to go 
out of Korea and starting to meet their international fans. That's awesome. Um, Fingers crossed for uh, where did you go to the KCON in LA or the KCON in uh, New Jersey? In New Jersey. All right. And they also did uh, their first international fan meeting was in America. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to get the plane ticket to go over there. It was in LA. Not um, a true fan. But I hope. Not a true fan. We're <laughs> <laughs> like broke. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I hope they can come back. Yeah. <laughs> they can come back to America. Yeah. Come, come back. You can come more than once. <laughs> and bring the live band because yes. I want to hear that. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely want to check out a show if they came, even though I'm sort of new to... What's the Mamamoo fandom called, actually? I don't think I know. Um, They're called Moomoos. Moomoos. Nice. Yeah. The more I learn about this group, the more I'm into it. Moomoos, they got an album called, what is it called? Pink Funky? Like, yeah, pink I, <laughs> I just like them. I just think they're cool. Um, All right, awesome. Well, I think, I think that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> Absolutely. Good. Next time, if they come to, on tour, you have to take me to the show with you and, like, school me on all the Mama Moo stuff. <laughs> sure. All right. Sweet. Well, thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye. Hey, guys. Hope you enjoyed that episode. It was super fun talking to Mamamoo Daily. Um, just a quick reminder that it is Army Appreciation Week at shop.fomodaily.com. So go on there. It's buy one, get one free on all BTS shirts. Just enter the code MICDROP at checkout, and you'll get one of those shirts for free. So check them out. It's only this week, so get there, get your shirt, and get one for a friend or something. Um, and if you're listening to this on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, give us a thumbs up. Leave us a comment. Tell us who you want us to have on next. Make sure to subscribe, all that good stuff, and we will see you guys next time.